0: welcome to the Hear It podcast. I'm your host Rebecca Roberts and I'll be speaking with guests about their work, research and ideas on better engaging young people. I really hope you like it this week we're joined by Emma Leach, Director of Marketing and Communications at Nottingham Trent University. Emma's career spans a breadth of higher education institutions with her team winning a multitude of awards for their work in engaging young people. A founding chartered PR practitioner, chartered marketer and chartered manager, She's also held industry positions including CIPR President in 2019. Emma, thank you so much for joining us on the Here at podcast today. Thanks very much for having me Rebecca, I'm excited. So you've worked across a breadth of institutions, what is it that you love about the education sector and why do you think marketing and communications plays such a an important part
1: one of the things about education is how meaningful it is it's always been purpose-driven before these things were were fashionable and I love that about it I also absolutely love the impact and the sheer range of variety that you get within education and the fact that you leave work every single day knowing that you've made a difference so people talk about knowledge being power but for me it's also more importantly the key to freedom and for the young people that we work with in universities particularly that really is absolutely critical um, in terms of changing the entire direction and opportunities that they have through life. I think also the fact that we're all, all universities are involved in research and that's exciting because it just means that you've got so many different topics to work with, you meet with and work with smart people every day. I didn't quite get that same buzz when I worked in B2B or B2C type activity. It's a little bit more soulless and there's not the same sense of personal reward and job well done at the end of the day. So yeah, education for me has purpose right at its very core and there's nothing more important than doing something that you love and I love it.
0: It's just such a huge life decision for young people. I don't think you really understand that until you're actually in the systems, the the steps that are involved in such a big life move.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and also, you know, for some students who are first in family, it's genuinely breaking new ground. And it's about opening a kind of a window on the world that is just something that they haven't necessarily seen or experienced before. And it's about those opportunities that are both really exciting, but also potentially a little bit scary. And taking not maybe just potential students, but entire families on that journey, and showing them how they can take control of their own destiny. And And, and I think that's what I get a buzz out of in terms of the work that I do. It doesn't get more important than education because if you have education you have choices and and I think that's the key generally to happiness. If you have no choice you're forced down specific paths that don't necessarily um, either earn you money, give you a sense of reward or lead anywhere and that's not a great place to be for anyone.
0: We know the pandemic has proved particularly challenging for young people, not least when it comes to their education. What are the key things you're looking at as we get into the final stage of this recruitment cycle for 2021 and also for students joining campus this year?
1: Yeah so it's been a funny old year for all of us hasn't it? Um, Swings and roundabouts on the numbers and everybody trying to compare apples with pears in terms of the figures from last year at this time which of course none of that stacks up for any of us. So I think it's a bit of a waiting game for us um, in terms of, of recruitment activity but what we are seeing is very clearly a need for reassurance across potential student communities and that also extends I think crucially to parents So it's reassurance that we've we've got their back, we're looking out for them, we can support them. There's something around confidence levels, I think, because this particular cohort will have been out of education in the generic sense for quite a period of time now. So there's a little bit more self-doubt. Will I fit? How will it go? What will it mean? Will I meet people like me? And of course, they haven't had the same opportunities to do the practical stuff that people want to do, to visit a campus, to have a look at the facilities to actually interact with the students, to go to a live open day. And all of those things, I think, are what pretty much all institutions are going to be focusing on over the next couple of weeks, making sure that people have had a real opportunity to experience what they have to offer at their institution. And I think the other thing for me is, you know, what's the city or the location like? What are other students like? So I think this year we're going to see more anxiety around sense of fit than ever before and we're certainly seeing more kind of questions and queries particularly around things like accommodation, class timetables, part-time work is going to be a worry for some students so big big focus on reassurance but also building that real focus on community, sense of fit And all the practicalities that go with that particularly if you've never had a chance to to visit and experience it for yourself.
0: You know there's not been a huge dip in students applying to study at university I guess much like the financial crash in 2008 didn't sort of impact numbers that isn't necessarily an equal picture though in particular for those students from disadvantaged backgrounds and those facing additional barriers. How would you go about demonstrating the value and experience of higher education now?
1: Yeah I think that's a really interesting one I think for us we've got much more of a duty as universities to absolutely step up to the mark and make sure some of that information support video guides toolkit stuff is available early door so people really really understand the vagaries of things like student finance what they pay when they pay when those funds are released um, that they absolutely understand what kind of support is available at the institutions that they're thinking about going to and i think that support piece is ever more important, particularly around mental health, but not exclusively. I think it's really important that students are aware of how they can connect with and tap into everything that an institution has to offer but also how to get at that because we always think as universities it's very easy and obvious because it's easy and obvious to us but that's because we know if you don't know and you're from outside the system how do you navigate that so i think there's something for us there in terms of navigating those barriers making it really really clear up front what's on offer and what we're going to do to help people tackle those disadvantaged barriers in a very pragmatic way And I think demonstrating the value and experience of higher education, we've already started to see it as a trend, but much more leveraging of alumni communities and networks to really showcase where people go, what their journeys were like, and doing that through different lenses so that different kinds of students can kind of see what the future might be in a very tangible way and have someone who's gone through that experience, ideally fairly recently, explaining what they did What worked what didn't work the benefit of of their hindsight almost but also things that they might have done differently or things that they would not hesitate to do again in a heartbeat and i think we need to be much much better at demonstrating that value but also the experience outside of the formal education and that's about people it's about networks it's about community it's about opportunities to do and try different things and also to just explore who you are and what's going to make you happy and fulfilled as an individual
0: and you could play marketing buzzword bingo with a lot of the campaign content you see on a global scale about education but the reality is you still need to craft campaigns to engage students how do you approach developing campaigns to appeal to a student audience that's sort of changing each year
1: So do you know what I'm going to say something that sounds breathtakingly obvious here but I would start with the students and actually you only have to look at a lot of campaigns to realize that they've they've not necessarily gone anywhere near students at a starting point in terms of planning conceptualization or delivery. You know we have too many campaigns across the sector and globally that are campaigns for other middle-aged people if I'm being really frank so let's start with the students let's look at yes the data the research but let's also see what they're interested in and more to the point let's work with them to try and co-create some of those ideas and let's get them increasingly involved in helping us to deliver those campaigns because it's their life it's their lived experience you know we're, we're getting good in marketing and communications talking about lived experience through different lenses but Quite often as HE marketers, we forget about the students, so we give them what we think they want, or we base it just on, on some data from a report that might be 12, 18 months out of date. We don't necessarily start with asking the students directly, and I don't think we do enough testing across the sector either. I think the other thing that I would connect with that is our ability as professionals to push back to other leaders within our institution, because we all know marketing and comms, you know, everybody can do that, right? Um, And lots of the people that we work with will have um, sons, daughters, etc, who are a similar age, and you end up back with a focus group of one, that's not the way that you build really authentic, driven successful campaigns you've got to start with the the consumer the customer as it were and our starting point has to be the students so it's understanding the journey that they're going to go on understanding how we can really help and support them with that and then ideally co-creating campaigns
0: it made me think when you were talking then about we look at sort of student data and, and youth data when you look at higher education but but really when it comes down to it the individual institutions have their own personality, their own experience and attract their own type of student and it's almost like you have to go to your smaller pool of students which we know will be thousands and thousands at each institution because that helps to your campaign should be because otherwise you end up with a generic campaign for all university
1: absolutely nailed it there I mean it we all talk also about personalization and wouldn't it be great if you were in a position to get really really personalized marketing from the institution that you're interested in but I think sometimes we we elevate to a state of beige in the sector because we don't we kind of come up with something so generic by the time everybody's chipped in and had their oh but what about this and what about that and what about the other that there is nothing left that's distinctive about it and I think if you wander around at any any university city town in the in the country you get a sense within a couple of hours of what kinds of students gravitate there and also what what are the tribes almost at subject level and what appeals to them And what kinds of students are going there and what they're looking for very specifically and there are going to be quirks in terms of what students for your individual institution are looking at in terms of the things that are more or less important to them than your public the average um, student profile that that comes through in the data. And in your experience engaging youth audience what do you think is going to be particularly important to them as we progress out of the pandemic? I think being human and really human connections And I think we're going to see a real swing back to actually what else can we offer and do that is face to face, that is personal, that's supportive, that's the best in breed. That really gives them a chance to connect with other people because I'm knocking on a little bit now, but I've lived like a hermit for the last 12 months. I can't imagine going through that if I was maybe 17 years old and still finding my way in life. So I think there's something about human connections and how we support and foster that and how we really help people get over their anxiety that they might be feeling about this part of the the journey, whether it's gonna be a proper university experience or not, and really give them those opportunities to get involved and to enjoy that real university experience um, and I think the support piece is crucial and, and for me mental health support particularly because I think everyone's taken a little bit of a battering over the past 12 months um, and students are no exception to that so that's got to be front and centre in terms of what's going to be important to them.
0: And is there a brand or a campaign that you think's in a particularly good job at engaging young people?
1: Well there's I think I've probably got too many to name there and it's always easy to fall back on the same old same old and, and I don't really want to do that. I think I think generally part of the what we should be doing as marketers is to really look outside the box and to see what's coming next. I think there are some really interesting things happening in education and there's some really interesting things happening outside of that but it changes week by week. So if I gave you an answer now in two weeks time, it might just look, oh gosh, she's jumping on the bandwagon there. So I'm I'm not going to answer that one for you, <laughs> Rebecca. I'm sorry. I think, I think there's just been some really great, actually, I would say probably more grassroots organizations and how they've been engaging with young people. So I think what we're seeing around communities coming together, I'm, I'm seeing more campaign based stuff that's more social justice that's cutting through rather than actual brand campaigns at the moment. And I think there's some learning for us to take from that. Are there any books or podcasts or newsletters that you'd recommend to listeners? Yeah, there's lots out there. Um, I don't listen to masses of podcasts, if I'm honest. I will listen, of course, to hear it. I also like some of the stuff that Carmage Rebels have put out. So uh, Trudy, Jenny and Adita, I think they've got some really interesting stuff. Um, Stephen Cleary has been doing some nice things with disrupting the degree. In terms of, of any kind of relaxation, the only thing I actually listen to that I find vaguely relaxing is something called Insight Timer which um, has kind of meditations and various other things on it, which for anybody who's ever met me will seem completely laughable, but has actually been a bit of a godsend over the last 12 months. And I guess in terms of books, the two that I've been reading most recently have been um, Brenny Brown's Dare to Lead. And I've also been working my way through David Olusuga's Black and British, A Forgotten History, in part as, as some of the reading that I picked up on from last summer so i've i've been reading quite widely around um inclusivity agenda mostly because i think like many people in my position i wasn't where i wanted to be in terms of knowledge and education so, yeah, lots of other stuff out there in terms of newsletters. I think All Things I See has got some great stuff and resources. I always look at the CRPR stuff, and that's great in terms of pointers and what's happening. But I think really just I would suggest just connecting through LinkedIn and Twitter particularly and seeing who's doing interesting things and giving them a follow and then dipping in and out. The other one that tends to be everyday reading for us is Wonky key
0: for listening to the hear it podcast you can find links to everything we talked about in the show notes if you'd like to get in touch you can find us on twitter at the hear podcast or threadandfable.com. and if you've enjoyed the show today please drop us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts